Hello. Hi. Welcome to Rink Rookie, a girl's guide to the NHL. And I am your co-host, Ashley. And I'm your other co-host, Ariel. And welcome to our podcast. How you doing, Ariel? I'm doing pretty good. Been a long week. Yeah. A lot of hockey. So much hockey. Literally logging on ESPN Plus yesterday and there's like four games all at the same time and then one at six. Very overwhelming when you want to watch them all. Oh, yeah. I managed to watch three yesterday. They, the ones that were all happening at the same time. Yeah, I kind of split them up. I watched, I ended up watching New Jersey. Okay. So I watched the Devils and the Oilers. Yeah. I, I watched so. there. Yeah. I was I like, took- oh my God, I know. No, no, it was the Flyers. There's the yeah, Canucks and the Oilers. Watch the Blackhawks, and so I told her all of the all of the games that were available yesterday. Yeah, I watched the Devils mm-hmm. and the Flyers. I watched that one live, and that was actually I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of a boring game. But I kind of <laughs> wanted to see I want to see uh their captain play because I haven't seen him play, which is neat. Oh, nice. And then after that, what did I do? Oh, I switched to the Canucks game. Yeah, and then I. Then I went back to watch the New Jersey, the New Jersey, <laughs> the New York game. It was the Rangers versus the Islanders, the Blackhawks and the Wild, the Capitals and the Red Wings, and then the Devils and the Flyers. And then it was Vancouver mm-hmm. and... It's like, um, the Oilers were playing sometime yesterday. Who were they playing? I can't remember. <laughs> what else did you do besides hockey? There's got to be something else. Um. Oh, I was doing like reading and like book talk stuff <laughs> all week other than hockey yeah, yeah. Nice. i was doing a lot of inner interacting and i had to do some beta reading for an author so i had to get that finished and make sure all my notes were ready for her so that was fun what were you doing earlier today i saw you were at like a rodeo or something yeah we went to pbr my i woke up i like slept in and my dad came in he's like ariel we have pbr today and i was like oh my god i forgot and he's like so did i get ready i had 15 minutes to get ready and then it's like 40 minutes to get down there and we Mm -hmm. like were rushing we made it in 30 and um we made it just in time for the first game i guess it was very entertaining a little scary especially because a bull like came to our area we were like pretty close and a bull came to our area and the guy behind us was like please don't jump the rail was it is it just bull riding and like lassoing and like what, yeah what, what was it? it yeah bull riding that's like a whole kind of sport because like my dad and i like we are not well versed in that I, that this is my second time going his first time and mm-hmm. uh so they basically do like three rounds and they have like each there's two four six like teams okay and then they have to stay on the bull for eight seconds for it to count as points and if they don't then it just doesn't count as points it's very interesting so the hometown the arizona rough riders arizona rough riders they won the games tonight so that was fun i'm always like surprised to watch it happen because it is it is really interesting and very entertaining even if you don't know exactly what's happening you kind of pick up on it pretty fast and everyone's like really nice and it's just a lot of fun would you go again i would go again we came home with merch actually shut up (laughs) i want to haul after this (laughs) all right what did you get up to this week oh boy i went to disneyland two days in a row (laughs) one of my roommates is letting did let her pass expire so we went and did kind of like a full out this is my last day because we're unemployed so can't really afford a pass so we did that and then my other roommate we went the next day because she had a like three-day local ticket and it was Mm -hmm. her last day to use it so we just went and rode a couple rides it's really chill and i think that's all i really did this week but the aptp in the 
SAG-AFTRA groups are meeting Monday, tomorrow. So hopefully there's good news. And then after that, you think I'll have news on so I can schedule my stuff so I can go out there? Yes, I, <laughs> I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks you can have some better insights as to what's going on over here so you can mosey on over so we can go see a Penguins game. Heck yeah, because believe it or not, it would cost me the same to go travel to LA and see Ashley and go to a game there than it is to stay home and see a game here. It's ridiculous. I want to support the Coyotes, <laughs> but come on now. They're making it difficult. It's very hard. It, like the cheapest tickets to see the Penguins right now, Ducks or the Kings play them is like $45. I guess that's before fees, so it's probably like closer to 60 but still. And I know you showed me some tickets. They were like starting at $140. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the arenas here because when I've been looking at Kraken tickets in Seattle, they're $140 like starting. Even in like the upper? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, they have like a nice fancy. So they got the whole Yeah, thing. brand new. I mean, my roommate and we're going for my birthday and obviously we have to buy tickets and I just haven't been able to, A, because I don't have a job, but B, just because they're so expensive and I want to sit lower. So I'm going to have to shell out I'm looking at like $350 a piece. Oof. Yeah. Thank God for afterpay. <sighs> I mean, that's how I bought the ticket to go see the Kraken and the Ducks in December. It's, I'm like row L from the glass. So I think it's pretty good. It was like that's, 175 bucks. That's not bad. I don't think so. If I could find a ticket like that in Seattle, I would have already bought it. But unfortunately, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. They're a hot commodity. I get it. I I think they're a hot commodity. I will pay the money. I just don't have it. <laughs> just to give you guys a look into what this episode is going to be about, we're going to go over some lengthy hockey news because a lot's going on. And then we're going to go over lines and shifts because... Ariel brought a good spotlight onto this because she was noticing it a lot, and I don't think we've really covered it. Do you want to kick us off on some news? All right. Let's get on to this hockey news roundup. So it is nine days until hockey season officially starts, so we're super excited about that. Yay! EA Sports NHL 24, they had their mocap ratings. Do you know what that was? I Okay, I was like, do you know what that was about? I meant. We just <laughs> talked about the how bad the mocap was. Oh, yeah. For some of the players. And it was just, I don't know if anyone else is noticing it. I think, like, not as many people are noticing it as they should be. Yeah. What did, which one did, who did you send? Who did you send me? And you were like, who is this? Jack Hughes was bad. Trevor yeah. Zegers was bad. Roman. I, I want to say Josie, but that's not how you say his last name, apparently. Is it, oh, it's not? No. It's like. I literally heard another hockey player say his name that way. Now I'm like. Really? <laughs> Yeah. I watched a lot of videos yesterday with my roommate. Like, we were watching, like, hockey funny moments and stuff. And they said his name because there was a captain's one. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up now. Oh, I gotta look that up. Yeah, I saw Austin Matthews. I didn't like his. His was... Uh, all of their... Yeah, yeah I'm not a... There was, was like, one, one or two good ones. Yossi. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Roman Yossi. It's not, okay. like, that crazy, but it's not Josie. <laughs> like, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Okay, good to know. Good to anyway. know. Okay, so ESPN has reported that the Lightning, the Islanders, the Jets, and the Kings are most likely to miss. So I'm guessing maybe they're not looking at a good season after looking at all the preseason stuff that's going on. While the mm -hmm. Flames, the Predators, the Sabres, and the Penguins are looking at a more promising year. Interesting. I only say it like that because... <laughs> Whatever I was, whichever game I was watching yesterday, one of the commentators, they were basically talking about who was looking good for the year and who wasn't. And 
and they were just like going in on some of the teams like like the penguins such as that are not looking good in like his eyes because they have like mostly vets so he's basically saying that they're taking a chance hoping that the vets are gonna stay healthy and do well enough and i'm like i don't i don't really have an opinion on that i don't know how that's gonna go i would think that having bigger heavier vets out there would be a good thing but i guess yeah making sure that they stay healthy that's gonna be the tough part i feel like they're more prone to accidents and things being surgeries and stuff but i guess that makes sense i think next year we'll definitely have a better understanding and outlook on maybe something like this that you can predict how well a team's gonna do based on what their roster looks like and prospects Mm -hmm. and draft and all that stuff yeah the lightning is interesting because they won two cups recently ish Mm -hmm. you know so i don't know i don't know enough about this to really have a comment i just found it interesting agreed so there's some sad news another passing has happened i feel like last episode we had a passing Mm -hmm. so but the calgary flames assistant general manager and sports writer chris snow is passed at age 42 after a lengthy battle with lou gehrig's disease yeah, that was really sad. It's, that's so young. Was, yeah, he was, oh my gosh. And I saw he had two kids and he leaves behind mm-hmm. his kids and his wife. So definitely, yeah, I saw that and I was like, man, this poor hockey world. And then I saw all the teams like sending their condolences. And yeah. I guess there is a, like an assistance for the family somewhere. If I can find it, I will link it down below if you're listening to this on YouTube. And we'll post it into our Instagram stories when we find it. Yes. Trevor Zegras, but also Jamie Drysdale, not being signed with the Ducks drama. Just a heads up, we did record this Sunday, October 1st, and it turns out Zegras got signed the next day, Monday. So just let you know, he did get resigned to the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> All right. So contract negotiations between the Anaheim Ducks and restricted free agents Trevor and Jamie are providing to be challenging as both players remain unsigned and are not participating in training camp. I've seen a lot of talks that they're being lowballed. Um, yeah, I have too. Yeah, I don't, I saw something about they have, ooh, the team has, I think it was like 16.6 million cap currently. Mm-hmm. And they're over here trying to be like, here's 2 million, 3 million. I don't think And that's... that is like, in theory, a lot of money, but like, yeah, A, not only like you deserve more because you're like being ranked in like top 10 lists of best nhl whatever you're in southern california you know yeah i did buy a house for a million dollars well did you see how much because i saw something was like three it was like 200k yeah like if you if you like break it down in southern california terms like two million with everything comes out to like 200k anywhere else basically so it's like super lowballing. It's kind of like spitting in your face is what it feels yeah. like. Some of your best players. He's taken athlete out of his Instagram bio and he <laughs> he changed his profile pic. So he is no longer in a Ducks jersey. The girlies are going crazy. It's a mess. So we'll see. They got to do it soon. Do you predict he'll sign? He has to sign before December to be able to play or... Do you think he'll be he'll sign with someone else? I don't know. I feel like if anyone else could give him, I saw some sabers that was being brought up a bit. I know a lot of people don't want to see Jamie and Trevor separated, but I mean that's their job. So literally, like <laughs> they gotta, I'm sorry, you're upset. <laughs> they gotta they gotta go where they gotta go. They have to think about themselves, unfortunately. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Does he want 
to leave? Well, I would assume not because his girly friend is here now. <laughs> so is my guess. Like, I feel like he is probably fine to leave, but then he got in a relationship. Not that it's any of my business and I don't know <laughs> him, obviously, but... He's dating Dixie D'Amelio. Yes. So, and she lives here. So I could understand the like, yeah, I could stay here, but you got to pay me. I don't know if he would take like a lower salary just to stay though. Like that's no, that's stupid. Just to stay for a girl. That doesn't seem realistic. Yeah. He's a professional. Especially at, he's so young. Yeah. <laughs> it feels silly. He's got his whole career ahead of him. He, he'll be fine. Exactly. Hopefully they sign soon. Jamie's been skating at the Toronto Metropolitan University. So he's not not doing like hockey stuff. So they're basically, they're keeping in shape. Yeah. I saw, I think during the summer too, they were both like working out with, I think the Hughes and like Mountain mm-hmm. Veneers and stuff like that. So they're all working out and staying in shape. They just don't yeah. have any contracts signed. Maybe soon. I would like to see a Ducks game with both of them, but also if you find something better, that's that's cool too. Yeah. We're rooting for whatever they choose. So my fave new player, if you know, you know, Connor Bedard. So their first preseason game with him in it was the Blues versus the Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks won two to one in overtime. Bedard showed some great moves and had two assists in his first NHL preseason game, but he wasn't exactly thrilled with his performance. He thinks he can be a lot better. I guess when you're the number one draft like what are you supposed to do like i feel like you put a lot of heavy expectations on yourself especially with literally every post has him somewhere in some way if he is somewhere he's playing a game his name is said 20 times at least even if he's not playing the camera is on him like watching that game i didn't watch it live but i went back and watched it and it was every five seconds his name was being said i was watching a different game and his name was being said that's a lot of pressure but he is really good i know you and i talked about this about just wondering if the hype for him goes across the number one draft pick in the past because we weren't obviously really ingrained in hockey when past drafts were happening. But apparently this hype hasn't really been real since Connor McDavid was the number one draft pick by the Edmonton Oilers eight years ago. So oh, wow. it's not exactly common. Like McDavid's one of the number one like everything I feel like right now. So mm-hmm. despite it being eight years ago he's still at the top so it'll be interesting to see if bedard is also going to be number one going forward i saw someone predict he'll be blackhawks captain next year that'd be interesting that would be interesting that would beat the hughes news (laughs) if he was a 19 year old captain yeah it would Wait, how old's Connor? 18. He's 18 now. Then he'd uh-huh. be then he would be matched up with uh Connor McDavid because Connor McDavid was 19 when he was captain. That's insane. Oh shit. That's I like that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Captain News. Michael Backlund signed a two-year contract extension with the Calgary Flames along with becoming the 21st captain in franchise history. So that's exciting for him. And then old news we forgot last week. Uh, Adam Lowry also became the captain of the Winnipeg Jets. That honor was given to him officially Tuesday morning, September the 12th, as he becomes the third captain in franchise history since the team moved there from Atlanta. He follows Andrew Ladd and Blake Wheeler, who served as captain for five and six years, respectively. Ooh, did you watch this? The big fight between the Kings yeah, versus the Golden that's Knights? that's why it's on here. No, no, I see. You haven't did watched you? it? I kind of like i saw clips but like were you watching the game at all no and like saw it happen you just kind of like saw the i saw reports about it because he was being a big baby mm-hmm. yeah i knew so... i didn't like them for some reason but go ahead <laughs> tell us what we're talking about <laughs> 
All right, the Vegas Golden Knights hosted the Los Angeles Kings in what should have been an easygoing bout between two Pacific Division teams with high aspirations. Kings roster hopeful Hayden Hodgson unleashed a heavy hit on Knight star Mark Stone midway through the second period. While the hit may have been clean, Vegas took exception immediately, quickly prompting a significant brawl, especially, you know, preseason standards. And then to quote Captain Mark Stone in an interview that he had after, he said, and we quote, that's probably the last time I'll ever play against that guy. Not really much of a player, so I'll leave it at that. Not much of a player. That he's it's literally player. hockey. I don't... That, I think that was so out of pocket. He didn't need to say that. Like, he's like, I probably won't be playing up against... Like, what? You can't make that happen. I almost hope that he makes the team so that he does play against them again. I'm scared for this kid now, though. I am a little too... Because... Like, he put the fear of God in him. Yeah, the captain also screamed at a Another King hopeful, Brant Clark, who's 20, he like literally grabbed him by the jersey and screamed at him on the ice. The kid literally looks like he's peeing himself because he's so scared. You are an adult. I understand you are both old enough to both be playing for the NHL, but you have, as a captain, you have to understand the kind of tone you're setting, regardless if it's the other team. I know, that almost makes me being naive. Well, no, because I mean, aren't these captains chosen to be like the example? (laughs) they're 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 the example they're the leaders of their team so like you want people who are gonna be in good sportsmanship on and off the ice yeah that wasn't very good sportsmanship in my opinion yeah exactly mark stone went on to say about scaring brant clark i think i scared him a little didn't i honestly i was looking around for some of their talented players to run at them and he was really the only one it's unfortunate you're playing against a team like that they're trying to make a name for themselves so this kid sounds like he did nothing to you in a sense and you just wanted to yell at somebody yeah that's weird but all right i guess i feel so justified in my dislike for the the, like golden knights i don't nothing about them really makes me interested in ever watching them that's fair well i watch my favorite teams play them and hope they win i guess but even then i just something about that team just is not not doing it for me (laughs) well that was it for the news feels like a lot but a lot of news i feel like i feel like we're missing stuff but if we did we'll we'll catch it next week but we're gonna get into the meat of the episode and talk about lines and ships so you want to kick us off Mm -hmm. let's get into it all right so so an nhl game is 60 minutes long there are more than five players on each team so how does the coach split up the ice time between players we're about to figure it out so how long uh, would a player play each night and is there a difference between players when looking at how many minutes nhl players play it's most helpful to look at them according to their position on average a defenseman will play 20 minutes and 11 seconds per game and a forward will play 15 minutes 37 seconds per game the amount each player plays each time varies depending on a number of factors including their own skill level overall team depth and the coach's decisions interesting enough yeah i guess that makes sense depending on where they're playing how they're needed yeah i saw uh, which game i think it was the canucks game i was really paying attention to it because i saw them switching out and then i noticed how they mentioned some defenders where they'd be staying on the ice while the forwards were being switched out so i think it's interesting that the forwards have like i guess a shorter amount of time and not but and then even some commentators were like okay are they gonna switch out the defenders nope they're gonna stay so they were out there for a good minutes i when i was doing research for this and pulling stuff 
it was interesting to see like what it all comes down to as far as reasons why someone gets more ice time or why they're not getting any and like how like indicators and stuff of how long you should stay on the ice. So I like bringing this up is actually really helpful because I had no idea until I started looking at this. So the two main reasons that a defenseman plays more than a forward are there are simply more forwards dressed for each game than defensemen. Typically for each game, there are four lines of forwards, three each equals 12 total and three pairs of defense. Two each is six total. So the forward position is a higher energy position that requires more skating and wears out the player more quickly. This is also why the coach will dress more forwards than defensemen each game. So let's look at the positions through the lens of ice time. So the average ice time for the forward position is about 15 minutes and 37 seconds per night. Last year in the NHL, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers averaged the most ice time for any forward with 22 minutes and 50 seconds. This includes the time he's on the ice for 5-on-5 power play and penalty kill time, whereas a forward on the lower end would play around 11 minutes. The 12 forwards on a team are divided up into four different lines. The best line on the team is called the first line, the second, the second line, third line, and fourth line, and so on. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because that's why I know a lot of the rookies that are fighting for spots on like the team in general. Mm -hmm. uh, They're getting put into lines and I guess some are only getting put into the third and fourth line so they're i guess working their butts off to try and get to the first yeah that's that's interesting and then you see all like all the all like the vets and like all you know the guys that yeah, have been there for a while they're 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 not worried about it <laughs> they're not worried it's actually funny watching them uh this preseason because they're like giving low effort they're like yeah but the more energy exertion makes sense why a forward would have less ice time because they're already exerting so much more energy while they're out there mm-hmm. they get more time to recoup when they're back in the box yeah that's nice and makes total sense what other factors determine how much time a player gets per game? Individual talent, of course. The talent of the individual will determine whether or not they are on the first line, second, second line, first pair of defense, second pair of defense, etc. Simply put, the better you are, the more time you get to play. And then talent of the rest of the team, talent of the rest of the team or lack thereof, uh, will determine how much your best player plays. The coach often wants to keep the player averages in a reasonable range based on line averages as we talked about before so you want a good team so you're not yeah that just sounds like basic knowledge as like the better player is going to play more of the game but then i guess you have to think about things like injuries and stuff and make sure your second line and so on is good yeah because you don't want to wear out your best player exactly so line changes hockey is known as the fastest game on earth and if you've ever watched a hockey game up close you will definitely agree with this however a potentially confusing part of the game is players coming on and off during the flow of the game at seemingly random times who comes off who goes on and how do they know this is the biggest mystery question for me same (laughs) so i'm excited to figure out because i i think i said this before but my first hockey game that i ever went to there was a penalty because there are too many players on the ice i turned to my roommate who had been watching hockey forever and she was just like i don't think she really gave me an answer because it feels like such a how do you how do you know or even when players are missing again a game i was watching the other night they were like there's not enough players on the ice there's they're missing people i'm like how do they know Exactly. Well, so how do line changes work in hockey? Player is allowed to change at a stoppage of play or while the game is still happening, which is called changing on the fly. Coaches are responsible for letting players know which line is out next and generally keep certain players together. Each shift will last about 45 seconds. So are they watching the clock? Or do you think by that time, you kind of just have like an internal, oh, this has been 45 seconds clock? Well, I'm curious because did you, I think 
what's it Connor Bedard's interview the other night and he's like we yeah. could tell that like you wanted to stay on the ice longer so you weren't looking at the bench so I'm wondering oh. like are they not only do they have to focus on the game do they have to be glancing back at the bench for whatever cue that their coach gives them to get off because that's insane I, and what if you just choose not to not to look like yeah to be like trouble. a brat and you're just like I don't want to go back I'm having a good time. <laughs> I assume you'll be tired and want to get off. That's fair. I can't imagine how exhausting it's got to be to not only like skate your weight around the ice, but also probably like 10 pounds of gear. I don't know. Yeah, there's a player that stood out to me and he was just so fast with the way he would stop and just move. I think it was, oh my God, I can't remember his name, but I do remember his number. It was number 29 on the Islanders. He would stop so fast. I... <laughs> I actually had to pause the TV and go, was he, like, he's a big guy, and he was just stopping on the fly in front of some of these players and even, like, the goaltender, so he wasn't, like, running into anybody. I don't know. He had some, I think he's uh, a veteran or something, but he, that, he had skill, and then when he would get off, he would get off super fast. Brock Nelson is who you're talking about, I believe. He, oh, he's my age. He's actually a normal-aged human being on a team. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually older than him. That's fun. That's wild. Uh, Yeah, he's been with the Islanders since 2013. I was very impressed by how fast he was. Oh, he was a first round pick by the Islanders. He was number 30 in the 2010 draft. That makes sense because I graduated high school in 2009. Just some trivia for you. We should do hockey trivia. If you come out here, maybe I'll find a a sports bar or something we could go to and test our knowledge. Oh, gosh. Did I not? I've said it on the podcast. I am not a staff. That's girly. I don't Is remember. Is it to be stats? I'm sure it would be, but I could it, dream. <laughs> it'd be stats and I'd be there. We'd, I'd have to join someone's team to look pretty. There's no way <laughs> I would remember. All of a sudden, all like the information I'm learning would just fly out the window. I feel like sometimes it does. I was I, like, I'll watch a game and I'll have someone ask me a question. I say I watch a game. I went to one game and I had my roommates asking me questions and I'm just like, uh, I know I know this, but it just escaped my brain immediately. It, it makes sense in my head, but like Trying to explain it out loud is a whole different thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, back to this. Uh, An NHL team during the game is made up of 12 forwards and six defensemen, like Ashley said, with uh, two goalies, a starter, and a backup. Uh, The forwards are broken up into four lines of three. So each forward line has left wing, center, right wing. And then the defensemen are broken up into three pairs, left defensemen, right defensemen. Easy enough. If there are no penalties, there will be three forwards and two defensemen on the ice at all times. Or another way to say this is one forward line and one defense pairing. Okay. I was hearing that a lot, but in actually wasn't confused because I figured it out. The players are organized on the bench to sit in their groupings of players with the forwards on one side of the bench closest to the opponent's goaltender and the defenseman on the opposite side of the bench, which is closest to their own goalie, each in their line or pairing. Two defensemen who like are a pair like my faves Dunn and Larson, they sit together on the bench because they're a pair and they go out together. Okay, that's interesting. I know they're testing out some pairs for Quinn Hughes right now. So that's interesting. I wonder how that's working on the bench. I think it'd be so sad to not sit next to your bestie. I'm sure it's not like that, but you know, you have someone you chat with and they're trying to, I know for him specifically, they're trying to figure out like who's going to work well with him. 
they were testing mm-hmm. out Carson uh, Susie, so that was interesting. <sighs> I liked how they worked together. He did good stuff I, in Seattle. I did like them too. I because I watched that game. I think I watched the first. Watched until after his second goal, and they were talking about who they were going to. I also I remember this conversation now. Yeah, that those, like anchors were having about who they were going to put him together, and they all voted Susie. So I I also like him as a crack into Canuck player. Again, there are two times that the players will make these substitutions while the play is happening and at stoppages in play. So we've got line changes when the play is happening. This is, I feel, the confusing part. So the term used for players changing while the play is called changing on the fly, I feel like we've mentioned that a handful of times and by now. So changing on the fly is a necessary part of the game for two reasons. To keep the flow going, not hair, as flow is also a term for, and for the stamina of the players. Most other sports require stoppage in play before a player is allowed to substitute in, but not in hockey. This unique feature of the sport, where a player does not have to check in with a referee before coming on the ice or going off, is what allows hockey to keep so much of its flow. If there was no changing on the fly, there would probably be more whistles as teams would want to freeze the puck or stop play to allow tired players to come off the ice. It's not unusual to see hockey go 5-10 to ten minutes without a stoppage in play. The players also do not have the stamina to stay on the ice for more than 30 seconds to a minute. Considering how hard and intense NHL players play, they try to keep shifts short. They are caught on the ice for too long. Their play usually starts to diminish and other team can capitalize off tired players and create more scoring chances. That, yeah, 45 seconds, I guess, is the sweet spot that they found. I'm assuming that makes sense. So I assume their coaches are the ones keeping time and they could probably see who's getting tired and then just call. Yeah, I could see that also the disadvantage, like sure, you can feel like you have the stamina to continue playing. But if other players are capitalizing off of that, why would you want to stay off, stay on the ice? If you're being attacked, so to speak, because you're tired and you just don't want to get off. Yeah. So how do they actually change on the fly, Ariel? A player is allowed to change at any time while the play is happening. However, the player coming on is not allowed to come onto the ice until the player is within five feet of the player's box. Uh, This results in a case where, for a few instances, both players coming onto the ice and the one coming off the ice can be on at the same time. That's a no-no. However, if the substitution is not done correctly, it could result in a penalty. If the player comes onto the ice before this five feet, then too many men are on and a minor penalty will be called. In addition, when both players are on the ice, neither is permitted to touch the puck. If either of the players touch the puck, even within that five-foot zone, the team will also be called for too many men penalty. What if you're like, I mean, that's kind of a bummer if you're like on the way to get off and then the puck just happens to be in your area and you're like, oh, maybe I won't get off real quick. I'll hit the puck. But doesn't that also count for coming out of the penalty box? Yes question mark and i'm only saying that because i saw a video of matt barzal coming out of a penalty box yes and he 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 hadn't even touched the ice yet his his stick did and Mm -hmm. they got in trouble (laughs) yeah i remember seeing that i I mean you can't help it i feel like you see it and it's your job and it's what you like you're programmed to like do especially if you're if you're in the middle of a game He's like, you it was right the there. <laughs> exactly. Um, moving on. The coaches will run the benches and let the players know who goes on the ice, which forward line or defense pairing is up next. It then becomes the responsibility of the players to watch for the player they are to substitute off and go on for when they come off. For instance, the centerman on the bench will be watching the centerman on the ice, and when he's ready to come off, he will be the one that goes on. This goes the same for left winger, right winger, and both defensemen. Teams will usually try to change 
as much as possible as unit um, lines or pairings, but it's not always possible depending on how the current shift is going. And you may just have to switch off the positions one or two at a time. Okay, so that answers our question. Wow, they really do have to be paying attention. That feels like men not great at multitasking. Why are we making that a part of their job? (laughs) (laughs) You're not great at multitasking? Guess what hockey is? You're going to be multitasking. (laughs) Maybe not the sport for you. If you can't do that, then hockey's not it. (laughs) Once the line has gone on the ice, the coach will indicate the next line to go on and so forth. The coach does make some adjustments during the game and may switch up the players playing on certain lines to try and create a spark. AKA a goal. Yeah. And I guess for a defenseman too, you want to see, I guess, who's working well together. That's true. I guess during the preseason, that's the time to be mixing it up, the defensive line, I guess. Perfect your lineup and what just works better. I love learning about this. This was... this is so helpful. Now I'm going to actually... That, now I have one more thing to pay attention to when I watch a game. <laughs> Add it to the long, long list long of other list. things. So just to give some sources for the information we've given on today's episode, we used HockeyAnswer.com, NHL.com for some news, the fourthperiod.com and Yahoo Sport. HockeyAnswer.com has now become one of my favorite websites as far as learning. It feels very helpful. So if you have questions about anything we talked about today or have talked about in the past, I would definitely check out that website. Um, We'll probably be using it in the future as well. I think that's all we've got for today. And that's the end of today's. All right, Ariel, where can the people find you around the internet? On the internet, you guys can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at it's Ariel Garcia, I-T-S-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. And then on Twitter, at Ariel Garcia. And you, Ashley? You can find me if you so choose at A-E-N-E-W-B-Y, Instagram, Twitter, and then you should definitely check out all of our socials at Rink Rookie Pod. We are on all of them. Ariel's doing a really cool series on some older hockey players uh, with that book she got with the card. So check that out if that interests you. And we'll be around next week. Yep. Until next week. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios.